0: this cart
1: oh and this is hey great. thanks for having us on today this is great I'm so happy to be here
2: <laughs>
0: John up. finally did it he finally <laughs> interrupted an introduction Woo! and and Tracy didn't realize that there was an introduction coming she
3: was like whoa we're actually doing this though oh, okay and this is Tracy. Uh you can't do
0: that hey, now. We're only But I effort. want to. But I want to. This is Tracy. We're all professional here. I'm not editing anything. I'm editing that part out, but I'm not editing out any of the rest of that. To another edition of the MFG cast. This time with Tracy not knowing her lines.
3: I don't know my name.
1: Yeah, I was promised a T-Racy tonight. I don't know who Tracy is.
3: Oh, I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) That's going going back a bit. It is. Do you think you can live up to that expectation? No. No.
0: No. Okay.
3: I've been indoors too long.
0: Yeah, that's true. We all have, I think. But that, that just gives us an excuse to have fun like this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In, in this episode of the MFG Cast, we're going to be talking about creativity. We're going to be talking about... Crea- <laughs> what? <laughs> is What? a new word? <laughs> yes. Creativity. Oh, okay.
3: You said it right that time.
0: No, I said it right the first time. I just emphasized the create part first. Or create mm.
4: part first?
0: Mm. I don't know. Wow, this is going down fast. All right. But we're going to be talking about creativity depending upon certain aspects because we've got some awesome guests today. Uh, we have, from the Legends of Tabletop podcast, we have John Haremza.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me, Kurt and Tracy.
3: No Woo-hoo. problem. Hey, it's T-Racy. Oh. To you, Oh,
1: John. T-Racy's
0: back? Yes. <laughs> Apparently. You said
3: to give me time.
0: Yep, that's right. Uh, from Stone Circle Games, we have John Moffitt.
2: Evening. Good to see you again.
0: Yeah. No problem. And of course, as always, no, just kidding. But it's nice to always have <laughs> him on Sean Epperson from Thing Club. Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I just thought it would be fun to talk about created t- good lord. Now that you said that, now I can I'll never get I'm never Sorry. gonna be able to say it again. Thank you very much.
3: You're welcome. <sighs> This is how every episode before it's edited sounds like. Just so everybody knows,
0: <laughs> that is true. That's <clears throat> the power of editing, and that's why we don't do very many live things. It's true. So, but I thought it'd be fun to talk about the different aspects of creativity because I think that we don't we see it, but we don't talk about it enough. You know, like we were we always see these games, and like unless they, you know, we're going to be talking about more than just gaming. But like I just because this is a board game. RPG podcast, that kind of thing. Most of the time, we see creativity. And unless it's something that just is not like the others or kind of blows us away, we don't really talk about it that much, I feel like. Especially in bo- the board game community, uh, sometimes in role playing too, because it just seems like, you know, unless it's something that just is a topic or a mechanic or something that is really above and beyond what you've seen because you know again we've done board games rpgs video games and the like for a very long time you don't see these things that just kind of blow us away but i'd like to talk about the certain things with the certain aspects within gaming that you know maybe we just don't really point out so i want to do that i want to start kind of off the beaten path because we usually talk about these other things i want to start with sean like You know, you've been working in the video game industry and the like for a little while now. So like a long while. (laughs) Yeah. So when you when you bring your personality and your how you work into stuff stuff like that, how does your creativity shine? Does it does it work in a, you know, linear way? Does it go in certain chunks? Like how does that work? How does that shape out for you when you do that? If it's in the video game industry,
4: it really depends. So my job in the video game industry is I'm a producer, which means I'm generally in charge of a bunch of different people of a bunch of different um, different talents. So the artists and the programmers and designers and the writers and people that make the music and all that kind of stuff, which is like herding cats because they all have different strengths and weaknesses and how they interact with each other. And it's also to keep the vision of the game kind of in mind to make sure that, you know, things are going wrong and budgets and all this other crazy stuff. So for me where the creativity comes from is very dependent on the team that I'm working with, uh, the project that I'm working on. If there is a different publisher that we're working with, you know, how I interact with them. So there's all these variables that really kind of come into play and kind of shape how, I'm going to approach a given situation.
0: what is your most favorite position to be in when you're when you're working with these people creatively speaking, like is there a certain crew that you work with is there a certain time that you've like you know back in the day now you know or is there a certain time where you like there's a certain thing that you love the most about where you where your teams go? I really like what I'm doing now. And I think part of that is because
4: it's a team that I've worked with in the past. And what I really enjoy is when the team has a flexibility to to bring their own creative inputs into a project rather than just uh, you're being told what to do and you just have to go in and like, you know, do the thing. The group that I'm working with, they're super talented and getting to see, you know, like one person's view of like what a menu might look like, or, okay, well, we could do this, but what if we did this other really cool thing? Hey, that's a fantastic idea. Let's go with it. Uh, We've got the room to be able to be really creative in how we approach things and just, you know, create something new and interesting. And and that's going to be, you know, fun for players to to interact with. And I I don't know, I, I just, I really like working in a situation where everybody has that, that flexibility and you don't always get that in some of the bigger studios and studios I'm working with right now is uh, kind of a smaller studio. And I
0: think I like that a bit more. Yeah. Which makes sense. You can, you know, it in the bigger companies, there's probably, you know, too many hands in the cookie jar kind of thing. And, you know, it's kind of hard to put a personal touch on those things when you've got so many people that do that. So what, what are some of the, what are some of the things that you do personally with the people that you're working with that you're like, you want to bring out their creativity because you, you know what, you know what you work on and you know what you do best, but like, are there some things in your mind with even like, let's just say the people you're working with now, like, are there certain methods that you use to kind of bring out their creativity more when you know, like maybe they're lacking a little bit and you're like, I know you could do better in this aspect.
4: Yeah. And and again, it's, there's a lot of psychology to it. Um, I I think anyone that wants to like be a producer has to kind of look into like some, some site courses or something like that, because a lot of times people may not be in the best creative mind space or maybe struggling with something, and and being able to like recognize that within people, and pull them aside and say, "Hey, you know, let's uh, let's go grab something to drink, or let's go get a coffee, or whatever, and get them away, and be able to talk to them, and build the kind of relationship where they." They feel comfortable talking to you about issues like, oh, I've got this crap going on at home and it's really dragging me down or whatever. The people that I've worked with, they know that I care about them. They know that if they tell me about a problem that I'm going to try and work to solve it, you know, it's not just BS. So they put a lot of trust and faith in me, which is super important to me. And so that's that's one of the things I'll do. Like each each person is a very unique situation and just really understanding you know where that person is in their career cycle the best way it is to interact with them the kinds of ways that you talk to them and what works best you know some people just want the direct like just tell me meet you know get all the fluff out of the way tell me exactly what the problem is and I'll address it other people you have to go a little softer and kind of dance around things and Mm -hmm. finesse things a little bit so that's, there's a lot, there's a lot of creativity in trying to understand like, okay, everybody's a little different and understanding what works best
0: for them. I like that. Well, let's move over to the other side of things. Let's move over to the board gaming side. So Mr. Moffat, So when it comes to running a board game company, like what are some of the things that you have to do creatively to like you know, you're one of the, you have a smaller board game company and stuff like that. So you have to, you know, you almost have to be more creative in the way that not only you make games, but the way you put them out there and, you know, going on podcasts like these and, you know, putting feelers out in different ways to kind of, you know, get people's attention and be like, hey, this is worth, we put our heart and soul in this and this is worth trying. So like, what are some of the ways that you put your, you, you, you put your creativity forward to kind of, you know, get you get yourself out there more
2: sure i think actually sean had on something really interesting i i a couple of my own spin on it but he he hit the nail real on the head is that a lot of it is whoever you're getting feedback from or whoever you're getting input from they have to feel like you actually care about it and like you're actually going to do something with that I, i've definitely been in creative situations where you kind of going back and forth and there's one person that you know is in charge or sort of the the point person on it and you're throwing ideas at him am they're saying yeah no no no, let's do it this way it's like no let's maybe let will think about that later and people pick up really fast when they're being ignored or or when they when they don't have any any uh onus you know <laughs> mm. uh over the ideas so, so they pick up on that really fast and i think that's important whether it's a creative team you know formal setting whether that's um, a designer you're working with as a separate company or whether that's just play testers. That's something I, I've practiced a lot when listening to play testers in particular is you don't say that's a bad idea because quite often when you say that in the moment, you're wrong anyway because someone else will say the same thing, someone else will say the same thing, and maybe you don't do exactly what they suggested, but you have to listen to them and you have to make them feel heard or else they're not going to say anything to you and you're going to feel mighty dumb when you go back home later and you think about it and say oh wait no that's a great idea you're right (laughs) and then you got to backtrack right so i I think it's it's really just whoever you're talking to just part of it just being respectful and and really just listening and treating them like they're they're intelligent people and like what they're saying is worth hearing they might be wrong it might be a terrible idea but you know if you just say that the outset if you make them feel that way without having thought about it and done your job properly you're not gonna get any feedback anymore that's the fastest way to shut down a creative um, and I've seen it is just to not listen
0: <laughs> they'll
2: still stop talking if no one's listening
0: <laughs> that is true so when
2: I was just gonna agree
3: with you I think that's like that in any setting whether it's gaming or video games or anything if you're gonna just knock someone down for their idea I think they're gonna just shut up right away and they're not gonna provide their feedback anymore and they're not going to give you potential good ideas. I think if you have somebody who's willing to provide their feedback on playtesting, as an example, you may end up turning around and circling back to their, to their idea that you maybe thought wasn't good in the first place. Mm-hmm. Or wasn't the best, maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, it's always worth listening to it and not saying, hey, I think that really sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, it may not. Yeah.
0: When you have to give credit where credit's due, even if you think it's the right or the wrong thing, because like, I mean, I guarantee you, anybody listening to this, anybody talking here tonight, like has probably done something at their job and, (laughs) you know, then all of a sudden their boss or the boss's boss is telling you, like, I don't really care what you think. This is what we're doing, you know? And, you know, anytime anybody says that, even if in their head, they're thinking there is a different way to do that if they say it the wrong way or present it the wrong way, it's easily turns you off. Well, oh, they're
3: leaving a bad taste in your mouth, yeah,
0: exactly. Yep, that's you know. totally what I was thinking. Sean has his hand up, okay, Sean. Uh, I was going
4: to agree 100% with John. Uh, anytime that I've done play testing, uh, you're going to have people that come from different you know walks of life and they're not going to see where the game's vision is or where you know you're you're expecting that game to be and so their feedback may not be helpful but yeah shutting them down is the absolute worst thing you can do where whenever we do play testing if I get feedback from someone and it's not helpful or it's the wrong thing I just always thank them hey thanks really appreciate your input it's really great you know, I appreciate that because yeah. I do appreciate them playing, right? Yeah, and I think absolutely. that's the important thing is just, like you said, you know, just showing people that you care, you respect them, you respect their, their time and, and their input, even if it's not helpful for you in that moment that you know, their time was valuable to you.
3: Well, and, and they may grow along the way. So if you utilize them as a play tester down the road, they've, they, they're growing in their experience as they play test for you. And kind of see what your needs and your wants and what you're looking for to provide feedback for too. So they may provide you some awesome feedback down the road too. But if you're kiboshing them right off the the get-go, they're never going to want to be able to do it for you again.
2: Absolutely.
3: Yep.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, and it, you know, it, something to say with playtesting too, like even someone that playtests a game, like say, you go to a your local game store and you have a you know have a play test for it and people show up. You don't know if the person play testing your game is the that's the first time they've ever played it, play tested a game. It's the thirty fifth time they've done it, so that they might not even know how to tell you the right feedback. You know, they might just have a off you know offhanded thing that might not be the right thing that they're trying to say, or may even come out wrong from what they're saying too. You know, so right. again, trying to shut somebody down for that is, you know, it's not a, it's not a great thing. Again, just being, being, you know, thankful for what you get. Um, a lot of times even people just being heard once, even if it's like, I thought this sucked because of a, I mean, even if you give them the benefit of the doubt that might bring, you know, oh, I have a voice down the road. They may, you know, like you said, it yeah. made me bo- they made me bore, sure. may be more helpful for you.
1: Yep.
2: I've, I've always tried to, my favorite thing someone told me once is that playtesters testers are, are great at finding problems. They're terrible at finding solutions. <laughs> and that's and, and funny. But what I, again, I take it from that is just, like you said, their, their feelings about it, the way they feel when they play our game, when they interact with, they see your art, when they read your novel, whatever it is, their feelings are legitimate and you have to treat them that way. They're going to jump in and say, oh, well, you need to do this. You need to have twice as many cards in your hand. And that may be a terrible idea, but they didn't design the game. They don't know why that's a terrible idea. That's not their fault, right? They're 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 mm-hmm. there to give you their impressions, and they're hopefully being honest and you need to take it for what it is. Don't expect them to do the project for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah. you can't listen to every single person. Yeah, I'll change this, 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 and this. You just going to mishmash, but that's not their that's not their role. And I, I yeah. think um, that, that's something that it helps to remember.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you also, I feel with that too, even though I've never played tested a game, I just hear from other people. Like, you know, you also have to think take things with a hint of armor on yourself too. Cause you're always going to have people that go this, 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 this is wrong. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, a lot, I'm sure there's a lot of people that as soon as that happens goes, well, throw that in the trash, you know, like, <laughs> you know, don't do that. You know, just keep, keep, you know, working on it, keep, you know, making it how you want it. And also don't lose sight of, you know, how you want it to be too. Cause like I think sometimes the negative aspect of that is like I like I was just kind of saying, a lot of people take some of those things to heart and then don't make the game that they actually want. Uh, so we'll stick with you, John, for just a little bit longer in the game department. So now you've actually you've actually worked <laughs> on games yourself and stuff like that. So like when you're looking at making games, what part of your creativity comes out when you're making these games? Do you you know have a set thing where you're like, I want this to happen and this to happen and this to happen? <laughs> Or do you come into a thing where you're like, okay, I have this mechanic, but I also want to put this theme that I've never seen before and put this on to this game to make it, you know, special, you know, because I, you know, I think a lot of times nowadays, everyone's just looking for something that's like never been done before, even though everything, even if it's tweaked a little bit and it's a little bit different is still kind of been done before.
2: Sure. Yeah, so sometimes, I mean, I, I do have just, like, as I'm sure most designers do, just kind of running back catalogs of little ideas I like, little themes I, that I'm really drawn to for some silly reason. I had I tend to really latch on to very strange historical moments, things that people don't know about, I think are just fascinating. Mechanics, things like that. And, and most of it is just kind of stealing in new ways, you know, stealing from my old ideas. I, I had a prototype. Well, nobody liked that, but everyone liked this one thing okay, I'll keep that in the back of my head, and then sometime later I'm working on a project, and I've got maybe a theme, or I've got some mechanic, I say, wait a minute, I need to track the price of goods. I've got this cool mechanic, this game that didn't work, I'm going to chunk that in here, see if it works. Sometimes it's just a placeholder, but sometimes it works out and kind of becomes an integral thing, and, and that helps me kind of get the design running really fast to say I've got these pieces that I like, um, and then sometimes they get kicked back to the can because they're not very good in the first place, they're just good for placeholders to get me there and um, sometimes they're they're good enough. But a a lot of it is, is is just stealing ideas and refining ideas and stuff. And it is really hard to find that line where is this really just dominion with a different theme and one different rule or is this, well, it's different enough that this is, cool now, this is a, its own game. And then you start getting into the publishing side of it where you're like, well, that's a great game. We love it, but I, I can't sell it because it's exactly the same as Dominion. I'm sorry, it's great, it's wonderful. Dominion's great and wonderful. Everyone loves it, but they already have Dominion, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you do have to have something you know, that, that jumps out at you there. Hope you steal well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. no kidding. Well, yeah, yeah. It's just it's interesting to see in in any aspect. You know, it's like we're always... And I feel like lately, especially now that we're kind of a lot of people are kind of trapped in their houses now and they're trying to, you know, think of things to do and stuff like that. And, you know, I see posts on Twitter and stuff like that where people think they have this uh, imposter syndrome where it's like, you know, I'm not doing anything anything of worth because, you know, A and B and C, people have been on this earth for a very long time. Things are going to be rehashed over and over and over again. You know, it's like. It's like, I always love when people get mad about a reboot of like a movie series or something like that. It's like, well, guess what? If we put, if we make this movie and it's not Transformers and we make it into a live action, something else, guess what? It's just another reskin of Transformers. It's just in a different way, you know? So I always think it's funny when people get mad at that kind of stuff. It's like, if we're creating in any way, that is awesome, you know, because there's a lot of people out there, and I will admit, even sometimes I will do that where I'll be sitting around being like, you know what? Oh, I could do A and B and C today, you know? And then you look at the clock and you go, eh, I'd just rather just sit and watch TV, <laughs> you know? It's just like, I don't really care what's going on right now. I'd just would rather just watch Stranger Things or whatever, you know, watch every- someone else's creativity. Oh, boy. Sean's got his hand up again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's That's a it's really respectful.
4: fascinating point because <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the it's a double-edged sword, really. So. In publishing, you see people saying, "Oh, we want something really different, really out there," and then you do that, and very few people buy it because it's so different and weird and like non-standard. So, as a publisher, you're like, "Well, you know, of anything." Like, look at movies. I mean, the reason why is that the movie studios will do a a remake of a, a movie that they know people like is because they know people like it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they bring in some new story, it's like, well, they like it, who knows? I don't know. It's <laughs> There's a risk. So it's, I always found that that argument very interesting because it doesn't play out in the way that people will always think. When I worked at, um, at Big Fish Games, one of the constant complaints they had was that uh, from players, was like, oh, all the games are so dark and, you know, they're all about horror themes and, and things like that. We want something lighter or something, you know, like, you know, brighter and funnier, and we would put a couple of those out, and they would just not sell. They would tank, <laughs> and we'd go back and we'd release another horror-themed game, and we would just do gangbusters, and people would buy it all over the place. We're like this is why
1: we do it.
4: <laughs> you say this, but you go and buy this other thing. <laughs>
1: So just talking about board games, as far as recycling themes and things like that, I've got four Reiner Kinesia games on my shelf that are all essentially the same game. (laughs) Tiger, and Euphrates, Samurai, Through the Desert, and Blue Lagoon. You just tweak a little bit of it and it, you know, makes it something different and something more fun. But at the core of it, it's still an area control game at its core. And if you like that kind of game, give me 10 games with different themes and I'll probably buy every single one of them as long as they're a little different, you
0: know? Wait, what? Are you saying that you like the same kind of mean games that you could play two <laughs> oh, plus I mean, players? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, but it's the same kind of thing, right? So if you like sci-fi, you watch a lot of sci-fi and a lot of the themes, a lot of the, you know, the, the interactions and stuff is similar and it speaks to you because you enjoy that sort of thing. So like Sean is saying, you know, they're like, oh, I you know, we're going to do this really weird off the cuff, avant-garde, whatever. And you know, you sell eight copies and then, you know, Kinesia <laughs> comes out with another game with an area control theme and right. you know, boom, you just pick it up. Right. Cause you know <laughs> what you're going to get and you know, you're probably going to enjoy it because you
2: have all the other stuff. So only one new thing at a time. That's the Jeff Engelstein rule. If there's two new things in your prep, don't do it. Just one thing <laughs> at a time.
0: <laughs> so we'll stick with you, John. So, you know, you've, with the Legends of the Tabletop, you do a lot of role-playing games. For the most part, you do interviews with people that have worked in the industry and stuff like that. So how do you stay, you know, fresh? How do you, you know, find your ways to be creative to kind of, you know, keep people coming in and listening from week to week?
1: Uh, I I mean, we just kind of stick with what we've got. We've kind of taken a step back. We're not doing as many interviews and stuff like that now. Uh, We're doing, you know, pretty consistent with the Um, role-playing. You know, it's just being engaging – Uh, You know, knowing that you're playing for an audience, uh, you know, so descriptions of things happening, you know, it's different than when you're at the table, because you can just, you know, wildly gesticulate and people understand what you're talking about. But if you're, you know, someone's just listening to a podcast, they're like, what is that? Like, what what does that mean? You know, you can't see you pointing or shaking your head or making, you know. So, you know, just being cognizant of that kind of stuff. Having good role players is a bonus. I'm, you know, lucky enough to play with some really great players along with yourself. And, you know, having good GMs helps. Um, You know, on the the other side of it, for me, uh, you know, sort of the creative itch that gets scratched, I guess, is going back and then, you know, doing the soundscaping, doing all the sound effects and stuff you know, it's, it's fun to play and, and, you know, sort of be creative and tell stories. Um, But then the other side of it is, you know, sort of the the nuts and bolts of it and really kind of, you know, getting into it and, and, you know, making something that I don't want to say approaches, you know, audio drama quality, but like has another layer than just sitting around and recording a podcast, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and it's, you know, it's reward. It's a lot of work. and, And sometimes it's just like, I, don't want to do this at all (laughs) but then you know when you get it done and you listen back as you're editing through it and open up the door and the door opens and you know the car takes off and whatever you're like damn that sounds good you know like i that was cool <laughs> <laughs> but like you know it, it, that's the kind of podcast that I enjoy people that go through sort of that extra motion and you know sort of provide that with music and sound effects and stuff and I enjoy that as a listener so I'm you know trying to pay that forward then and, and doing that for the podcast for people to listen to us
0: yeah that's cool so have you ever like you know you've you talking about doing these role plays was consistency with consistency. Boy, more words. I can't say, why don't I just use words that I can actually say? I don't know. It's gesture wildly really Really
3: basic words.
0: Yes. Fun park dog. No. Um, (laughs) So when it comes to like, you know, have you ever had times where you're doing these different role plays in these different settings and stuff like that? And you think, okay, well, you know, maybe this isn't really going in the direction that we want this to go. You know, have you ever had to step in, create, boy, creatively and, uh, <laughs> being able to, you know, just look at something and be like, you know, we need, maybe we need to change something up a little bit just to kind of, you know, make it fresh.
1: Oh, I mean like for itself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no more talks about going and eating for five hours and actually get to the Cthulhu part. Yes
1: yeah we so never, yes and no. So in the beginning, no. like you know, we just figured we'd start playing games and you know we've run you know some games almost for the entire length of the podcast now, you know, five plus years uh, with our fear itself game. Uh, you know, so there's so there's some consistency as far as that. Um, there are some lulls in that game uh, as far as uh, you know our sort of in game metagaming. Uh, you know, as far as planning and things like that, which I guess has sort of become, you know, sort of a, you know, a a function of that game now. (laughs) Uh, I don't love it necessarily. Like maybe some people (laughs) enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Uh, So wait, I'm going to cut you for two seconds. So for anybody that's never listened to the fear itself. So sometimes we get into a lull of talking about the characters, just going out to have like, a lunch or a breakfast and planning, okay? So just imagine, just imagine, like, a a hour-and-a-half movie of Brad Pitt eating a sandwich and planning his next heist or something.
3: I've literally (laughs) heard it. I've heard it. And I wonder, because I'm not a role player, and I wonder, why does he do this for three hours on a Sunday night? He talks about... Who gets
2: to be Pitt? (laughs) Probably, Me, Brett, kind of. Right? Because,
0: be because it's
3: his dream dad. Oh hair. yeah, well,
0: it's
3: well, well. Let's hair. see.
0: So the the good looking part is Brett's character. The eating part is my character.
2: <laughs> I guess the boxes. Yeah, it's a little
0: A, a little, a, a little a, B. Yeah, right. exactly. You probably have more of the good dialect, the good dialogue. So it's actually A, B, and C of Brad Pitt. <laughs> I
2: don't
3: know. I have heard it. I've heard it though, and I'm like, why are you sitting here talking about who's going to pick up chips
0: or? <laughs> it's just become a nice little addition to the game.
3: But this was like months ago. So it's like, this has been going on for a long time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, so not because of that, but, you (laughs) know, sort of moving forward with our, you know, our trippers game, uh, we actually did like, uh, you know, a two hour writers meeting to talk about the game, talk about where things are going, where we think the story's going, where these characters are at. Uh, So we started doing that with all of the actual plays now for all of our uh, long-term campaigns. Just sitting down either by email or face-to-face and say, like, where are we going? What are we looking at? Uh, Is this working? Is there something that we need to change? Um, And then, like, extreme long-term plans. Like, when the Fear Itself game ends, I already know how the game ends. So no spoilers. But, you know, I've, I've got a plan in mind for, like, how we sort of wrap that up. Which, which i think will be fun and which is funny because
0: you don't even run the game and you already know how it ends
1: <laughs> well kind of right so so fear itself is a horror game and it's set in modern day which is what kind of leads to the the hesitation on the part of the players because it's like oh we could be arrested or you know get killed by monsters or whatever it is Docs. Um, so we, we just like <laughs> fast forward that like you know 10 or 20 years when they're like old and bitter and I think it'd be I think it's I think it'd be a really good day new model for the whole campaign. But, nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you were saying something, and then I totally just made you go off track. But I, I like the I like the idea of being able to stop and say that because I mean even even myself I've listened to you know some different you know RPG podcasts whether it be a D and D podcast or you know something else you know and after a while you can tell they just are there <laughs> you know it's like yeah. yeah it's just one of those things where it's like well obviously we have all these you know hundreds thousands millions of listeners depending upon who you are and you know they just do what they do and it's it's interesting to see that where I you know I also I can tell with some different podcasts and stuff like that and networks and stuff like that you included John where you, you will take the time and be like you know if you see something that's it's not quite wrong but it's definitely headed in maybe the wrong direction or in a different direction. And you, you know, you see, you use your creativity to be like, okay, we need to write this ship because speaking of all this stuff, it takes all this time out of your day. And even though we may have a little bit more time in our days now because of, you know, how things are going, like you still have to treasure what time you have. So you don't want to, you know, waste it on a, you know, three-hour eating spree, which it's, it's not a waste. It's great. I love hey,
3: it. <laughs> it Sounds like a smorgasbord.
0: It is. It is. It's a smorgasbord, board. Board borg, uh, borg, borg,
3: borg, 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 borg of
0: Great, of great.
1: Where uh, that
3: we just turned it into the Muppets.
0: Yes, we did.
3: The we Muppets did. of creativity.
0: That's true. So, was
1: it? go I was gonna say, It's not like it's wrong, right? So, in a role-playing game, you can't you can't play wrong, right? I mean, you can. I mean. I guess that's not true, right? So like <laughs> I was going to say card, I would
2: really I, like to see how I you can play your whole,
3: I can play out.
1: wrong.
2: You
3: played no, with we did me. Good.
1: The one time she, that I actually role played, she has no. Wrong. She has no
0: faith in her role playing.
1: Wrong. But, you, know, as, you know, as long as you're not being, you know, harmful. As long as you know you're not crossing boundaries and, and whatever, you can't really role play wrong. Yeah, exactly. But you know, you, you know, just look at things and say, can we do this better? You know, is mm-hmm. is this engaging enough? Is this you know something where we need to tweak? You know, certain things. Um, and, and you know like so we do a different like you know some shows will just do you know pick a game like D&D and they'll just they'll do that and they release every week or you know twice a week or whatever it is we'll, you know at one point we had five ongoing campaigns which was just ridiculous <laughs> um, you know because the cycle between games is forever uh, we're down to three and a half we're trying to get another, our other borders game finished because that was a discrete you know we're going to do this for like six sessions and then we're done um, and then we'll be down to, to three ongoing campaigns. And then, you know, there's always a the question of, you know, do we just end it, you know, just plan for an end? Let's, you know, figure we're gonna do X number of sessions and finish it and do something different. Or, you know, like you said, just sort of play and not that like, oh, we're just gonna show up and do it. Because we play and we have fun, right? Like first and foremost, we're playing to hang out and you know, the podcast I don't want to say secondary. Kind of, right? So we're playing to have a good time and we just happen to be recording and then editing and, you know, doing all the other stuff. So I enjoy all of those games and I enjoy playing with all of you guys. So then it's like, oh, do we want to not do that? You know, and then maybe do something else or, you know, can we get every, you know, sell everybody on a different campaign? Like, all right, Brent, Kurt, you guys want to play Savage Worlds? Let's do, uh, you know, Deadlands. I don't know if I, maybe you don't want to do that, right? So then it's like, well... Then we lose Kurt, you know. So I guess we'll play for tough. So there's, you know, there's a lot of ball. I would say ball juggling, but that doesn't sound right. But you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> totally, John. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so going into now, now I see, you know, well, you've been doing it for a little bit, a little bit now, but you'll do little short stories, and you'll put them up on your website, and then promote them on your Twitter and stuff like that. Where did that all come from? Was it was it a need to just fill your time? Was it a need to actually you know make this into something more were you thinking about eventually making these into like a little short story zine or
1: book so it's hard for me because i'm very type a very task-oriented very you know i make lists and then i make lists for my lists so i know it's stupid (laughs) so the so the creative part the the you know i can't draw uh you know I, i can't paint and i'm not good at any of that kind of stuff and it's it's frustrating for me personally, because it's something that I would like to experience and enjoy and be good at it. And, you know, with practice, right, you could do whatever. Uh, But I feel like I fall short on that part. Uh, Many, many years ago, uh, my my founder, co-founder, and friend Vince, we actually had an indie magazine that we uh that we published uh, we found a co-op down in florida So we, think we put out three issues and it was interviews it was like local scene stuff we did you know poetry and so so i wrote some poetry um, you know wrote a short story or two uh, you know so i've always been interested in that sort of stuff but the completion is hard right like <laughs> the the story that you read recently uh i completed quote unquote uh and it's you know, for all intents it's finished and, you know, I had it edited and I started to go back and work on it. And then I was on vacation and, you know, now you have got all this crazy COVID stuff and it, it's been hard to get back to it. And it's almost like once it's completed, it sort of exercises it. So like, even though it's not, per, you know, quote unquote, perfect, it's done. Like I did it. I told the story I wanted to tell. Could it be better? A hundred percent. And then I'm like, Ah, kind of it's like the game that we did that we worked on it's pretty much done yeah and it's just sitting on my hard drive (laughs) and it's like fuck dude just finish the thing and like (laughs) even give it away for free it doesn't matter but like it's done so now it's like cool i gotta do something else and it's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: i feel like we all get that way too you know we have like like i just said about like having a list of things you know it could be very easy to just let them go to the wayside and be like okay well those were done like actually talking about like working on more stuff like i've gone back to work on a board game that that i've been kind of messing with and stuff like that and it's been one of those things that i I would go back to it work on a little bit oh that might be okay put off to the side forever and then go back to it and be like oh tinker on this you know a little bit and be like oh that's getting better and then forget about it again. And then you know, literally was it this last weekend, I think, going, Where did I put that? I have no clue because we you know we've done No, that was this week. Was it this week? Yeah. yeah. So it was like, you know, we had done some remodeling and so everything had been kind of thrown around. I'm like, oh shit, where did I put this? I don't even remember, you know, and so I'm literally like trying to find where everything is and getting into it. And, you know, as soon as I pick it up again, I go where did I leave off? I don't know. You know, so you, you almost have to, you know, find that creativity within yourself to go, okay, well, I don't really have a starting point right now. So I have to kind of figure out where I go from here, you know, and mm-hmm. kind of do the things that I, you know, things that I do. So, you know, instead of talking about and kind of going away from like board game related stuff, I'd like to kind of talk to talk about like stuff that you guys have done that have, has kind of been outside of that. You know, how do you, how do you keep yourself creative in other ways?
2: To what, to what John said, I was listening. I really like the way you said that. So you excise the, the, from your head that that is so perfect for, for a lot of creative stuff. I feel like it'll just kind of notch at, at you and gnaw you and you just want to get it done because I don't care how good it is anymore. I just want it done. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or let's see, middle, so six months ago, so ago I, I had, um, a collection of short stories I've been working on for years and years and years and years, and it just was always in the back of my head, it was always on my computer, and that was basically where I was. It was just, you know, what? I'm just going to put it on, you know, like the self-publishing Amazon. Done that way, I can not have to worry about it. If it's broken, if it's terrible, I don't care anymore because it's not mine. It's it's out. It's, I can't fix it, right? I I I, I lost it a lot better after that. I, I think actually I can use that term now, John. It's perfect. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a weird demon. That's just gone. I love it. <laughs> well, so, and I used to, I used to do a lot more journaling.
1: I had an online blog and you know, I was doing like a, like a morning blog uh, or more not a blog, more, like a morning journaling in an actual book, it, you know, and it's funny it, and it's sort of the same thing. So like during the days you're sort of like noodling stuff while you're at work and you know, just thinking things over and stuff will kind of come and go. And you're like, Oh, I should write about that later. That make for a good, you know, story or, you know, post or whatever. And then you work it out like all day, just like, you know, chewing on a pencil. By the time you get home, you're like, well, I like I cleared that mental space already. Like, I don't need to write that down and talk about it. Like, I already worked it out as far as, you know, how it relates to me and how I want to relate to it. And, you know, how I'm going to interact with it. And like, you know, it's it's on to the next thing.
2: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Well, it's, it's funny to think about it that way too. Cause like some people could see it as positive and some people could see it as negative. You know, it's like, it's usually done with it. You're like, Oh, I did it. I completed it. It's done. I can move on to the next thing. And then other people can see it as, okay, you just got, got done with it. So you get me done with it. I mean, why don't, why didn't you, you know, make an outline or why didn't you, you know, send this to somebody who could have double checked it or that kind of thing. You know, it's, it's interesting to see that aspect, you know, it's, it makes me think of like, you know, pretty soon here, I'm going to be releasing for the podcast, we're re- be releasing a D&D campaign that uh, John Haremza and uh, John Neary is going to be in. And I'm really excited about it. But like every time we're getting up to the point where we're about to record, I go, oh, I should probably actually write some more stuff. You know, it's <laughs> like, it's like, I couldn't, like you have months, weeks to do it. You, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, I've got so many other things to do. I can be doing this, you know, and then you get to that point and you're like, okay, now I need to do something. And it's like, I know there's other people out there that probably don't do that. There's probably other people that every single day they're working on something to work from point A to point B to get that goal done. And it's going to be nice and polished. Um, That's probably a small percentage (laughs) as far as people that I know, at least. But yeah, it's just it's just interesting to see you know people's mindset when it comes to that kind of.
4: Thing. Yeah, I don't think people that are like have a lot of creativity as far as like coming up with new ideas and, and things like that are really good at doing it methodically. Like, okay, I'm do this now, I get this done, and like continue with it until the end. There is definitely a, a switchover at some point where there's not as much creativity creative input coming from you is more of like okay now it's the nuts and bolts of continuing to refine this and make it better and that's more of the grind of making something happen right and there's that's why people get distracted like oh i've got this new sparkly idea over here that's just ripe with possibilities or i could just continuing to like tighten the crank on this other thing and you know adjust the bolts on it and get it working that's less exciting to a lot of people so yeah yeah
1: yeah. It, well, and it's the whole thing too with like, you know, having an idea guy. Like, that's a diamond dozen. It's like, "Hey, let's go to the moon." Cool. You go figure that out. I'm going to like go do this other thing now. Like, no, you got to <laughs> come back over here and work on this thing now, you know. So yeah. It's it's stuff you got to, you know, Yeah. Like, so
0: you it's funny that you say that cuz we were just watching a TV show where the, you know, the guy that was the head of the company was this big genius and he comes in and is like, tell me what you have, you know, and they're like this, this, and this. And he's like, okay, yep, good, good, good. Anybody give me a, I need a straw. Anyone give me a straw. You know, it's like they're not even paying attention to, you know, the the thing that's happening creatively, crea- God bless America. Creatively. I still can't say it. Creatively. Creatively. Thank you for my company. You know, I just care about being cool in this moment because everyone's staring at me, that kind of thing, because I'm the boss or whatever, you know, it's just. It's it just, it's an interesting concept to see because, you know, like Sean said, you know, it's just, I have the idea. Okay. Tell me about the idea. It's this. Okay. More about it. Uh, I don't know. It's the idea, you know, <laughs> another idea. <laughs> exactly <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> exactly. What about this? What does that have to do with that? I don't know, but this is cool. Right. You know,
3: well, but that's like you. Like you yeah.
1: called out. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, <wow. now>. well, <laughs> remember that bust?
3: And I didn't. I didn't mean it like that. Uh-oh. But
1: but it'll be
3: like it'll be like a couple months, and you'll be like, "Hey, I have another idea for a game." Maybe like it's this, and then the next week, I have another idea for a game. It's this, and I'm mm. like, "God, you're exhausting me." I mean, really. And then finally, like, I think the one that like whatever you're working on now, which, cause he always wants to talk, of, talk it out with me. Like, let's talk about this. And I'm, it's always when I don't want to talk about it <laughs> always. <laughs> and he'll be like, so let me run this past you. Like, what do you think about this? And I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. You've,
2: and you've so- talked about a game design. Someone doesn't want to hear about it. That's the only qualification to be a game designer. You you passed. <laughs> you, you got it. Nice. I did it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So but this the one that he's working on that he hauled back out like we talked about that for like quite a while. So I'm I'm glad he picked it back up again, but at the same time I'm just like my god, there was like a span of a month where you're like this game and I'm in this game and this game and I'm like that's awesome that your mind is like yay, yeah, I'm creative and I'm just like I just want to watch TV. <laughs>
0: Anybody else want to t- hear me talk about my game?
3: <laughs> hey, he didn't even tell you what his game was about. <laughs>
0: I know, I know.
3: But and it's and a, he, well,
0: with your glowing reviews, I'm sure everyone. I said gonna hear I did
3: say it. this one was bad, and I said I talked to you about it for hours. I'm just saying, like, holy moly! In that month, I was like, God, I just want to watch TV. And he's like, this game, and this game, and this game. And I love you, and I'm so
0: sorry. Yes, I love you too. <laughs> Never again.
4: well here's a spoiler uh, Tracy so most people that do any kind of uh, game design type stuff they've got about a million different projects that they've like popped up in their head and typically um, at least fit I know that I've done this and I know there's a bunch of other people that do will typically keep notes about those like we'll just write them down real quick so we've got the basically skeleton of whatever our di- idea was and then at some point you may come back to it. Uh, later on to like, Hey, I, I need a game that's sort of like this, or I really want to work on a game that's like a deck builder or area control or whatever. And you're like, yeah, oh, I've got this one idea and you go and you find it and you pull it out and you start working on it. You know, I've got like probably 24 different game concepts that I've written up in a Google doc and each one has its own document so I can go back and reference it whenever I want. And I'm sure John's got something, you know, like similar where you've got a bunch of different ideas that you've written up and that, you pull you may pull a concept from like oh well maybe I'm I don't need to do that whole game maybe that one concept there's a piece in there a mechanic that might fit into this other thing so it becomes like this whole tool set that's uh, really accessible to you
3: see and then this one you know because he's he's at home now this I was gonna say this week but for a while he's home (laughs) and so he actually started putting a prototype together
0: Wow.
4: I
3: know. Shit's, shit's getting real now, everybody.
0: <laughs> Man, you're never going to get rid he, of me. <laughs> he, he was
3: cutting out a foam board like a fool yesterday? Was that yesterday? It was yesterday. And writing stuff on the backs of scrabble tiles. Man, this is serious. Watch out.
0: Good for you. Good for you.
4: Watch
3: out, America and other countries. <laughs>
0: What about you, Sean? what What is something that that not in the realm of game stuff that you're working? Is there anything else that you're working on, or are you just flying by the seat you in your pants? No, there's a, there's a lot of
4: things that I do that kind of help give me a lot of inspiration. You know, whether it's music, you know, listening for different bands, and you know, looking up reviews of things. Um, I like. Doing a lot of reading. I read a ton of comic books on my phone nice. just because comiXology is awesome and it makes it easy to get, you know, instead of having a huge long box that's packed full of comics, I've got like a million that are actually on my device, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, watching different shows. There's the whole like smorgasbord board. <laughs> callback uh of and of way. multimedia uh something that i'm like always into and just you know trying to experience different things and take in new new concepts and new ideas
1: i was going to interject that uh, because you see this come up sometimes i just read an article uh, back in january about it. i think it was in the time new york times not not so much for sean and john because they're in the industry and designing board games, but for, for stuff like you and I with podcasting and, and, you know, maybe like side games on and stuff like that is turning your hobbies into, you know, some kind of profit that you have to monetize. You know, you can't just like go and enjoy playing a board game. You're like, shit, I, I, I have an idea. I think maybe, and I'm going to write some stuff down and I'm going to try to sell it. I'm going to go to Kickstarter instead of just being like, I like to play games. Let's just play games you know, so there's there's that sort of, you know, dichotomy to the the not professional side, I guess, where we're showing and John are at. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well you and you can tell, like like I've said with like some of these podcasts, like it feels like even you know, I've even had to drop some of some of the podcasts that I listen to because it you can tell. <laughs> Unfortunately, there is no life in them. You know, you can tell they're just like, well, we're in it for the long haul. You know, that kind of thing, you know you know, I can, I can attest for like, you know, there, I have struggled with sometimes coming up with like something to do on this podcast, but it's not for lack of love at all. I still love doing this podcast. We've done it for a very long time. We're coming up on our, what?
3: You're looking at a a, a, random watch.
0: Jeez. Let's see. This is going to be our eighth eighth year, eighth year doing this podcast and you know it's like no one's heard of us yet you know it's still but like it's one of those things where like i have we, we <laughs> yay and you still care <laughs> you, except for, except I still, for my I still,
3: I still live with you
0: that's true and you but, still come on and but I, hey
3: that's because that was your last resort
0: <laughs> uh, no definitely not <laughs> I'm just kidding. definitely but you know it's it's one of those things where like we could do that we could do this thing where it's like okay i'm gonna you know create this you know, radio drama podcast and I have all these things. And then we're going to have all these tiers of, of uh, you know, people can support us and you can get a shirt and you get a hat and a pin and you know, whatever, that kind of thing. And it's like, you know, it's just, that's just not where I'm at. You know, I just, I would like us to just have fun and let everyone else enjoy it. I don't need, unfortunately we don't make money off of this. We lose money quite a bit on this podcast, but you know, it's like, it's obviously not for that, you know, cause like, even when it comes to board game design, board game publishing, you're obviously not doing it for the money because you're not going to be a millionaire when it comes to publishing. That,
1: you know? Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and
0: you know, RPGs, unless you're working for Wizards of the Coast, you know that kind of thing. You know, you're obviously doing it for the love of that. You know, yeah, I guess so
2: that's a major, yeah, decision point. You gotta, you gotta get through, no matter what you're doing, when you're taking your creative passion and, and making it a business, you guys say, well, what's my end goal here? Am I trying to make a lot of money? Then you're probably doing it wrong. Yeah. You just say, I'm trying to have fun or you're saying, well, no, I want to have fun and I want to do some work and I want to get my game out or my project out and have people hear it and have people enjoy it. I think a lot of people fall, I think a lot of people are very disappointed because their their expectations are not aligned with what they're actually doing <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah exactly yeah. and i've even seen that even at like conventions you know you you have somebody taking their game to a, you know a big publisher and trying to you know sell it off to them you can tell in their eyes you know you can like you can tell that not only are they excited they're excited about possibly their game but they're thinking oh i'm gonna you know this is gonna be the world now i i don't i can quit my job at the gas station or whatever. Like I, every
2: know. time I see that on a Kickstarter, someone says, this is my first game. I quit my job and <laughs> wife supporting me. Like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: what have you done? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <dude. laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And if, if they'd only listen to about, you know, half the board game podcasts that are out there, <laughs> people that have been on will tell you, you know, this is, this is a passion project. You're not going to be, you know, not going to be making that, that rough cut for that, you know, Well, it's for, the,
3: it's for the love and the, Really, the love and the passion of the the hobby, not the 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 reward is the enjoyment of or the people enjoying your games yeah. and your RPGs and your all that kind of good stuff, not the dollar dollar bills, <laughs> y'all. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, that's why they call <laughs> you know board games, RPGs, video games. They call them hobbies for the most part because you, again. Yeah. You're not going to be a multi-millionaire doing these things. That's something that in you a enjoy. dream
3: world, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and
1: it, and it has to be for the love because it it, just, it certainly can't be for the money. And it's it's a lot of time and effort that goes into you know any of these things, podcasting, you know, board, you know, doing board games on on the side or you know doing it as a as a side business. You know, Sean's working, you know. Full time, probably a billion hours doing video games, and then, you know, doing a lot of things, all the things twelve stuff. So like, if you don't enjoy it, it's just it's you're always gonna be frustrated. And there and there is some, you know, even when you set that expectation, like we have a Patreon, and you know, wow, oh, we're gonna do this and that, whatever. Um, and you know, sometimes it is frustrating. And, you, and even when you know, you know, it's still something like that I wrestle with. You know, you look at podcasts that are like super popular again oh we've got a billion downloads and we started in January and it's now (laughs) April 2nd and like you know you're doing it for eight years we're doing it for five years and you're like we're like we're doing the same thing like why is that but there's so many people that do it and it's just one of those weird quirky things like you know when we do our show wrap and i give the patreon pitch i'm like that's eh, cool if you want to donate money if not eh, we're gonna just do this for spite anyway like we're just gonna do it it doesn't matter so it's cool if you want to throw some money if not eh, whatever you're stuck with us you
0: know <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly Yeah afford yeah. the
1: price
2: to stop us. <laughs> right.
0: yeah, exactly. That should be a tear. We'll yeah. quit. Like, yeah, that's exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How much would you pay dot, dot, dot? Oh, that's great. Oh, I love it. Well, I think we got a lot of good information here. I thank everyone for coming on and talking about their creative.
3: Creative. <sighs> Creativity?
0: Yeah, whatever. A what word would you like I to up, use? I give, I give up. <laughs>
3: He's he's been drinking some wine.
0: The thing is, I've been off of work. My brain should be working just fine. But But again, thank you to John Haremza. Thank you to John Moffitt. Thank you to Sean Epperson for coming on. Any any projects that are going on right now that you want to talk about, uh, let us know. (laughs) So Sean, anything in the pipeline that we should know about?
4: Uh, yeah, well first I want to say thank you to Tracy for coming on as well. It's always great having <laughs> her on the podcast. I mean, I'll <laughs> thank
0: her at the end. Come on. Whoa. Whoa.
1: That's like wow. no that's, one else is on. That's, that's, I'm just that's,
4: I didn't
0: mean
1: to turn, turn that camera
2: off <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Whoa. Hey, hey Sean, for having me. <laughs>
4: um so, actually, this gets into. And not, I'm not trying to start a new topic because you're trying to wrap this up, but uh, we've pushed <laughs> a bunch it, of our <laughs> of our Kickstarter's out, just because this is a really stressful time for people financially, and I don't want to put people into a position where, like, hey, I'm having to ask for money, and you've got much bigger fish to fry. You've got, you know, housing and food and all sorts of stuff that you're worried about. So. All of our Kickstarters are pushed out for the time being and when things settle down, then we'll uh, look at things again. But there's all kinds of stuff that we're working on and, you know, we'll continue putting out pictures and stuff. But uh, for now, right, it's just we're going to continue working on um, the projects that have been in the pipeline and we're going to, you know, do things to some things for the public. Like um, I've got a bunch of Steam games, uh, Steam codes, and I've been leaking those out to people on Twitter and on Facebook to give people a chance to, you know, play, get free games and be able to interact with people. So I, right, right now, it's a time for me to like, what can I do to give back to the community rather than trying to ask something
0: from it? So that's kind of what we're focused on right now. Very awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Mr. Moffitt, what do we got going on at Stone Circle Games? Anything awesome?
2: I can't top that, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have a coupon for Pizzeria Uno.
2: That's right. <laughs> No, we're we're you know everyone's I think is in a very similar boat, right? So we're uh, we've got a lot of stuff we're we're working on, but we're don't ha- we don't have any dates anymore, right? No- nothing has a date. Says <laughs> yeah. when when we can get to it. We're we're still grinding away on expansions for for Battle for Britannia, but that's exactly when that's going to happen, when we're going to be able to talk about it more, I I, I can't tell you. Okay,
0: well, not cool that you're putting it <laughs> off. but It'd be cool to see what's going on in the
2: Tracy fi- fixed that last line. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And
2: that's, and unfor- that's
0: unfortunate. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and John, what about you? What's going on at Legends of
1: Tabletop? Uh, things are pretty much status quo since we play all of our games online. So all of our campaigns are ongoing, uh, continuing. Uh, like I so said, we're trying to wrap up our other borders game. So we don't have any episodes left in the queue. Uh, so everything is out. So we're trying to maybe get something scheduled this month to not miss a date for that. Uh, but other than that, yeah, all the games are going on. Like I said, um, our our interview schedule's been uh, a little more lax recently because it's just easier for me. Um, and other than that, yeah, that's that's about it. Very
0: cool. So check out everything that our illustrious folks have been on to talk about. Even if you have a little, a few extra bucks, go to Stone Circle Games, buy Battle for Bataria, go to Thing Twelve Games, get all the dice of everything. Can't wait for dice of <laughs> dragons to finally come out. The dice oh, yeah. of
3: everything. The dice of
0: everything. <laughs> everything is dice. That's right. That's right. And thank you for Tracy, my loving wife, for coming <laughs> on and making a mockery of my prototypes. Oh, I, all my hard work.
3: I am not picking. Whoa! Well, you just sorry. <laughs>
0: Did just, hey, did everyone just hear a bit me? I just, just kidding. He I did. lightly tapped you. you lightly tapped it me and sound like it, it, it sounded like I was trying to cure your hiccups or something else. Here.
3: <laughs> anyway, what?
0: <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Tracy. It was good seeing you.
3: you no, know,
0: I don't really see you often. Thanks for
3: having me. I haven't seen you.
0: In that desk that you're working t- on in our dining room where I sit on the couch and help our kid do schoolwork.
3: Yeah. Things are tough.
0: That's right. All right. Everybody. I gotta
3: work, he gets to play. It's not fair.
0: That's true. It is not fair.
3: Stupid. Yeah. I'm sitting on a wrestling chair, people. <laughs> <laughs> my butt my butt hurts. So if anyone wants to send me a comfortable chair, I'd that is actually take it.
0: The most comfortable chair we have.
3: <laughs> it, not anymore.
0: Yeah.
3: Is- <laughs> We're going on week two and a half-ish. Yeah, and it sucks. My butt hurts. <laughs> anyway.
0: Awesome. On that note. Thanks everyone. sorry sorry for the sore butt. That's all right. Thanks everybody for listening. Stay healthy out there. And t- uh boy. And until next time.
3: Creativity, I'm- creativity.
0: <laughs> and until next time, I'm Kurt.
3: And I'm Tracy.
0: And this was the MFG Cast. <laughs> oh my god. I think it's just looking at you. This was the MFG Cast. Thanks for <laughs> listening.
1: This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.LegendsofTabletop.com.
0: I have to tell you that you are all being recorded for safety purposes. Uh, Security. (laughs) Security. Quality assurance.
2: Not not our quality, for sure. Yeah, that's true. (laughs)
0: What are you, just trying to fade your hand into the bathroom? <laughs> I was playing around the whole like green screen I, thing. I didn't know if you was
3: raising If hand had a
1: question. Yeah. or
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: My name's like... Assel, I've got a question. <laughs>
4: I'm a little kid.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> my hand's in the fire. All right.
0: Oh my goodness. You ready?
3: Oh yeah. Awesome. I'm a Chinook already. Sweet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding not kidding okay okay